This is the stinking truth. I mentioned Miami. They got beat pretty badly in Buffalo. I don't think that that's anything that you know, should really be held against the Dolphins. I would expect mm-hmm. them to bounce back. I think the story in this matchup this week against the Giants, what happened to the Giants? Yeah. This was a team that was in the playoffs but a year ago. Didn't we all see they this won coming? A, but they won a playoff game? Yeah. I think we thought there might be some kind of regression back to the mean, but this? Or they're getting destroyed? 11, they gave up 11 sacks. I mean, that goes way beyond just not having Saquon Barkley. Yeah, 11 sacks. Um you know, I think there's, I think there's some, I think there's a lot of different things that you would look at. I mean, I always say this: uh, if you give up, you know, seven, eight sacks in a game, it's not your offensive line that sucks. You suck as a play caller. So you got to put a lot of that. You got to put a lot of that on the coaching staff. Now, the situation, you've got to throw it. You've got to do some of those things. I get all that, but um, where I think Daniel Jones is his, at his best is when Daniel Jones is scrambling around making plays with his feet. When he gets outside the pocket and there's that run-pass threat, that RPO threat, and you boot him out and you do those things, I think that's where the Giants are at their best. And, you know, one thing about this group is I don't know where the dynamic nature is in their passing game if you're not using Daniel Jones in that nature. Daniel Jones has never been a guy that – you know, and, and maybe you're going to be mad at me, you know, if you live in giant land. But I don't think he's ever been a, a guy that just manipulates and eviscerates you from the pocket. It's not who he is. You know, and they ran the ball so effectively last year with Saquon. And then all the quarterback run stuff off of that and all the play action stuff off of that. He's not a guy, even if you're flagging play pass out there and then you're dropping back seven, you know, seven steps, he's not a guy that eviscerates you. The other thing is, at the wide receiver position, who's the difference maker there? Who's the big-time player there? They went out and got Waller. Can you really use that stuff if you're not – if your quarterback isn't the most efficient from those from those areas? So – Boy, it was a it was hard to watch. It was a beating. And as bad as the O line was, I thought there were often times where Daniel Jones was unsure of like pull the trigger. There's a couple times I just said, just throw the damn thing. You know, don't wait for the guy to turn his head around and look at you, right? Don't be a sight thrower. Anticipate and throw it. And you know, it's it's accuracy, it's being on time and being accurate with the football. And it's hard to be accurate if you're not on time. Because think about it from a pitching standpoint. When a pitcher is missing all the time, usually has to do when they overthrow. So, you know, you're a baseball guy, right? When you stay, it's kind of like a golf swing. When you Mm -hmm. stay with your, they always talk about your front shoulder being closed. Okay? So when you're you're late and, and you're, you know, you're hustling through your mechanics, right? When your shoulder flies open, this is what happens. Shoulder flies open, your head pulls. Mm -hmm. When your head pulls, instead of being compact here in your arm, your arm gets long. When your arm gets long, you miss. Same thing for football. When you're behind it and your front shoulder is closed, right, when you're throwing the football, you're accurate. When you're late, the first thing you do is what? You really pull because you you know you're late. You sense that you're late. So you pull. It lengthens your arm and you throw inaccurately. So guys that are consistently – late with the football, their timing's off, then their accuracy can't be on. 
if your timing is a little bit off, you cannot be accurate. And I think with Daniel Jones, because you're waiting, because if you wait to see the guy come open, if you wait to see, you know, it's like, uh, who was it? Wait till you see the whites of their eyes. You know, was that, uh, that wasn't Paul Revere because he was riding around, right? One if by land, two yeah. if by sea, right. that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but if you're waiting to see the receiver look back at you, you're late. And when you're late, you can sense it, and you know, and and so that's to me, that's Daniel Jones. You got to get him outside. You got to run him, and even if you know. You and I get that you have 160 million dollar. You know, you invested that. So what? Because yeah. you, you can't win the way you're playing right now. Sure, there's some buyer's remorse about that uh, contract right you now. Think? By the way, the don't fire till you see the whites of their eyes. I believe is that the Battle of Bunker Hill? Oh no, that was the. Or was that the first? Maybe that was the the first shot. Um, were you a history minor? Yeah, you know, as American history was my dick. minor, and I've I mean, forgotten everything. Right. So that's a Syracuse education for American you, right there. American history minor. Yeah. Whites of their eyes. Yeah. Don't fire till you see the whites. I think that was the Battle of Bunker Hill. I, I think, think it was Custard or somebody. No, like it was that. definitely not Custard. I can tell you custard. that for sure. Oh. This might be the most fascinating. I said Custard. <laughs> custard. You just somebody's hungry. I don't know anything. Somebody, I'll tell you that right now. Somebody needs to be and fed. I prove that on a daily Bubba basis. Bubba Bear needs to be fed yeah. right now. Give me this, some custard. This might be right. the most interesting battle of one in three teams ever when it comes to juicy subplots, the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets. You've got Nathaniel Hackett, who was the coach of the Broncos last year, now the offensive coordinator of the Jets. You have Sean Payton, who said in a famous interview this summer that Nathaniel Hackett's coaching job may have been the worst coaching job in history of mm -hmm. NFL. Yeah. He said, whatever they did last year, we're doing the opposite. Yes. And now here we are with both teams at one and three. And the funny thing is, it's, it is it is always karma is an absolute bitch, as you well know. And the karma of this whole thing, because he called that coaching job maybe the worst in the history of the National Football League, and then you roll into Miami and give up 70, right? And then he talked about procedural issues, you know, and and – you know, snap count, not getting plays in, and basically said it's not my quarterback's fault or it's not Russell's fault. And then you go on to have five false starts in one game last week in Chicago. I mean, you talk about you talk about pot. Let me introduce you to Kettle because you want to talk about a bad coaching job. You got a seventy hung on your ass in Miami, and you've had nothing but a bunch of offsides and a bunch of issues. You know, procedural type issues. So. Um, yeah, this is this is one that I think is big time, and you know a lot of people a lot of people will sit here and, and talk about well the you know I've, I've heard people on our radio show today uh, the Broncos should win I don't know I don't know defensively they're awful I mean you just made Justin Fields who everybody was talking about maybe we tank for you know <clears throat> tank for Caleb Williams or whatever you just made Justin Fields look like Patrick Mahomes. So how bad is your defense is, you know, as, as frankly, Zach Wilson comes in after he played the best game he's ever played uh, against Kansas City and almost won that game. I mean, I don't know that the Broncos, as a matter of fact, I think they're favored by two points. You usually get three at home. So basically, Vegas is telling you, we think the Jets are better than the Broncos. That's what they're telling you. So a lot of juicy subplots. We know that Robert Sala keeps uh, receipts, you know, so... This is an interesting one to me. And I don't know. I mean, the Jets are legit on the defensive side of the ball. If they get any, any, like any decent quarterbacking from Zach Wilson, good things are going to, uh, good things for the Jets. Speaking of quarterbacking, 
do we have to look at Russell Wilson differently? This was a guy who yeah. was, and and rightly so, was uh, cr- was crushed for his play, vilified yeah. for his cringy comments. But this year he's he's playing really well. Statistically, he's one of the top quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL. I think he's ranked number three right now. Yeah. But I'm Purdy, and uh, I can't re- I I don't even remember who's ranked number two. But it was Purdy, and then Russ was three. Um, you know, and, and again, analytics, you know, who cares? But, yeah, he's playing great. Right, how about the eye so, test? Yeah, the eye test. Mr. Eye test Yeah, guy. the eye test will tell you that he's playing really good football right now. And I think there's a couple of things that, you know, Sean Payton, the head coach of the Broncos, tasked himself with. One, the cringy comments. The, you know, called it the uh, more anonymous donors. Like, get off social media. Remember, there was always, I mean, they're just getting... Hmm. Thumped. They're scoring 8, 12 points, whatever it is. And he's always got a picture of him, like, leaving for, you know, leaving in his whatever his Rolls Royce for the game, heading to the game, woohoo, you know. And then he's at the game with a suitcase, roller bag, and, you know, some Versace, you know, and it's and it's some promo on Instagram. So Sean basically put the kibosh to that and said, that's not going to happen anymore. We're going to focus on not being a celebrity but being a quarterback. And... The other thing that we've consistently said about Russ is his uh, his inability to throw from the pocket, his inability to manipulate the pocket, how he always wants to escape out the backside, how 30 or 40% of the, the sacks that g- were given up over the course of his career in Seattle were credited by the Seahawks to Russ. 30, 35% probably, not 40, probably not 40, but about 30 to 35% um, credited to Russ. And... In the last two weeks, the Broncos have given up two sacks in spite of the fact that they they haven't necessarily played great up front, but they've given up two sacks because Russ, when he drops back, man, he climbs, he steps up in the pocket, it's pop, 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 and then hitch up, hitch up, hitch up, not escape out the back of the pocket. And what escaping out the back of the pocket does for you is if you were going to get sacked, it'd be a two-yard loss. You'd be in second and 12. Instead, you spin out and you take a nine-yard sack, and now it's second down and 19. You know, And, and those are the things that crush you uh, as an offensive football team. So there is no question he's operating the offense. He's operating it efficiently. He's completing 67-plus percent of his passes, nine TDs versus two picks. Um, he's playing really good football right now. So at least it looks like on the surface that Russ has been fixed. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's a, that's a, one of the big tasks that Sean Payton was, you know, was, was the, one of the big tasks that he was tasked with. It's from the department of redundancy. Department. Yeah. It's one of the big challenges he was tasked with. It was, Boom. it was his number one. How about that? It was his number one task. It really was. Yeah. If, if he had one thing above all, right. all others. Number one on the to-do list in his first year was to try to fix it's, Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's like Curly. Curly? Yeah. All by one thing. Oh, yeah. Then he just dies. Yeah. Great Jack Powers. Yeah. I pooped bigger than you. Yeah. All right, wasn't that well, By the way, put the side. Uh-huh. It was the Battle of Bunker. Oh, the Battle of Bunker. Oh, you looked it up. No, no, well, yeah, but I was right in the first one. Oh. I got it right. Was that custard? No, that was not custard. Who, who said that? Who, uh, who said that? Oh, I always did enough research to get uh, the answer. Just to, I to, to prove that I was right. All right. So okay. that's all, all right. we really need to know. 